0: Okay y'all, different kind of episode coming to you, and I'm not going to lie, this was actually a really hard one for me to record. Things are getting real as I share authentically about a time of deep struggle in my life. My prayer is that through sharing these deep, dark parts of my journey, as well as the wisdom I walked away with, that you'll be encouraged. Despite the fact that living healthy is hard and challenging and doesn't always feel like it gets easier, I wouldn't choose any other way to live. Because for me, in living healthy and taking care of my body and mind, despite those difficult times, I find so much joy and fulfillment and satisfaction. In my weakness, in those hard times, I get to learn to lean on the Lord more. And in His strength, in those good times, I get to learn to praise Him more. Through my journey of living as my healthiest self, I learned to love the Lord better and love others better. And honestly, there's nothing else I'd rather my life be about. So here it goes. Hey, welcome to Healthy and Empowered Living. I'm your host, Lauren Joyce, and I'm so excited to be with you today. I am passionate about helping women just like you ditch the diet culture and transform your body from the inside out without feeling selfish or taking up all your time. I believe living healthy can be simple and fun and ultimately allow you to deepen your relationship with God and walk more fully in the purposes He has for you. I've been where you are now. I've tried the diets and even got to my goal weight, but it left me feeling just as empty, insecure, and unfulfilled as I was before. It wasn't until I drew closer to God that I experienced that true confidence I was after. So grab your Bible, notebook, and coffee, and get ready to finally experience joy and freedom in your health journey. I'm not perfect. I don't always make the best decisions for living healthy every single day, I get sad, frustrated, or angry with myself. I forget to think positively and live in gratitude. I get distracted from all the things the Lord is calling me to focus on. I'm only human. I feel like the Apostle Paul when I say those things. He brags many times in the New Testament about how he was the biggest sinner, a persecutor of Christians, all the things, right? And yet people followed him, longed to do what he did and live the way that he lived because he wasn't trying to prove that he was the best. He only lived for one thing, and that was for others to know Jesus. He had the answer to the problem that anyone was facing at any time, and it was always the same. Jesus. If he pointed someone to Jesus, no matter the cost to his personal safety or security, he saw it as a win. He was thrilled. I want to live that way. So I'm going to come to you today completely authentic, vulnerable, open, and ready to tell you that I'm not perfect. I don't have it all together all the time, and I honestly don't always have all the answers either, but I have two things that can help you in anything that you're going through as you are trying to live healthy. I have Jesus to point you to, who knows you better than anyone on earth can know you, who can help you and lead you through anything that's going on in your life, and who can bring true health and healing to your mind, body, and spirit. But I also have years of experience living a healthy lifestyle, professional expert knowledge, in what we as humans can do in order to care for our health, the health of our minds and our bodies, and with the experience and knowledge, I have the tools and strategies necessary to create a sustainable, healthy lifestyle. That being said, I want to share with you where I was in the not-too-distant not past, and then lessons I learned that really can apply to any stage of living healthy that you are in now. For so long, I had these expectations on myself that since I'm a healthy living and empowerment coach, I must do everything right all the time. And if I mess up, no one can know. And believing this lie not only left me struggling, but it left me struggling alone. It was a bit of a slow fade into a low place for me. I was going through some changes in the season of life I was in. And this meant shifts in my schedules, shifts in routines, and the people I was spending time with. I was supposed to be able to adapt, to prepare for these changes, and figure out what healthy was going to look like for me in this new season. I knew the answers, I knew I had a hard time with change, and yet somehow trying to do all the right things didn't work. I skimped on my normal exercise routine, I got lazy about it, and called it, quote unquote, giving my body rest. Once or twice a week I did this. And that turned into barely putting any effort into moving my body. I ate an extra serving of dinner here and there, even though I really wasn't hungry. But here and there turned into every single meal. I craved sugar, and because I hate denying myself, I gave in. And I was convinced that it wouldn't happen regularly, until it did. One day I finally slowed down long enough to notice how gross I felt. I saw a bulging stomach. I felt bloated all the time. I was tired, stressed out, overwhelmed. I was frustrated with myself because I should know better. And that led to anger, impatience with my kids, not wanting to connect with my husband, feeling ashamed and alone and confused. I was a mess and I had no idea how I had gotten there again. All I knew was that something had to change. I couldn't go on much longer this way. I really thought that once I had learned all that I needed to learn to live healthy, that it would come naturally for the rest of my life. turns out that since each season of life is different, it takes different things to become your healthiest in each of them. Healthy in a past season will rarely look the exact same as healthy in a new season, and that's okay. So why do I share this? Because despite every way I may feel like I'm messing up or not living up to this standard of expectation I set for myself to live out a healthy in a certain way, the truth is I'm a work in progress. I am still learning and growing and becoming my healthiest self each day with a whole lot of help from Jesus, but it looks different than I expect and it, it takes going through discomfort and hard times to get into a new rhythm. Feeling like I'm messing up or hitting bumps in the road or going through times of struggle doesn't negate the fact that I am still pursuing a healthy lifestyle and living to be the woman that God created me to be. I get to have grace for myself because God has grace for me, and I know I don't have to hide away or feel shame, and I definitely don't have to stay the same or go back to old ways of living. I'm really hoping if you're listening that you can relate to at least parts of my story. So wherever you're at today in the struggle, I see you. I know how you're feeling. I've been there and on the other side of there a few times over. I want to share with you three major lessons I've learned about what living a healthy life truly looks like. Now, these three lessons really embody the reason I include empowerment in my coaching, because understanding these lessons and living in the mindset they provide will lead you to the empowered piece of your healthy lifestyle. The first lesson is that during my journey toward living a healthy and empowered life for the Lord, I discovered this truth. It's just that, it's a journey. There are twists and turns in the road that make it rough make it rough at times. There are detours that we have to take because of the circumstances around us. And in the case of living a healthy life, we'll never reach the destination on this side of heaven. (laughs) Let me expand on that a little bit before you get discouraged. What I mean is that getting to an ideal weight isn't the end. Getting to a certain fitness level isn't the end. Training your body to only eat fruits and vegetables isn't the end. There's so much more to health than that because life keeps going on after you meet a goal which means that you have to figure out what continuing on in a healthy way looks like after meeting a goal or mastering a certain habit. Personally, I like to think of healthy living as always growing and never staying the same or getting comfortable because it's in that discomfort that the Lord grows me the most as long as I'm seeking Him through that part of my journey and not other things in this world. You may think that sounds like an awful definition of healthy, because how can you possibly ever attain it or see success? And to that I say, the Lord commands us in the Bible to be holy as I am holy, but we know that that's not possible in our earthly bodies, and yet it's the journey we're on. It's the pursuit we live for, because living in the ways the Lord calls us to live is so much more fulfilling and satisfying than seeking after anything of this world. Not to mention, we have an eternal hope that there's so much more to come on the other side. I want to go back to what I referenced earlier about the life in the words of Paul, how he always shares where he falls short. Despite knowing he's not perfect and can't obtain the full promise of the life given through Jesus Christ on this side of heaven, he says in Philippians 3, 13 and 14, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So wherever you are in your journey today, keep growing stronger in your body, in your mind, and your spirit. Always seek Jesus first and look for ways to steward well the gift of your body and mind that God has given you for, the, for your purpose here on this earth. Now the second lesson that I want to talk about is that not being able to do all the things to live healthy is hardly ever the real problem. Even as someone who knows all the quote-unquote right things to do to live healthy, I still struggle to do all these things all the time. Now, some examples that come to mind is, you know, I know that I shouldn't eat that much sugar or drink that much caffeine. I know that I should exercise at least 20 minutes a day or 150 minutes a week. I know that I should eat more fruits and vegetables, things like that. The truth is, I do what I know to do most of the time, But the key here is that when I am struggling with what I know to do, I have to dig deeper to find out why I'm struggling to do the things I know I should be doing. Because what I've learned is that you almost always have to do this deeper digging below the surface to figure out what is really going on in your heart and your mind when you're struggling to do all of those things that you think you should be doing. Then once you dig a little bit deeper, you have to allow God to work those things out before you reapproach that, that doing, you know, trying to do all of the things. Now, before I go on, I do want to take a quick detour here and say that sometimes the doing is just out of season, or you're not managing your time well, or you're striving for worldly expectations rather than resting in a godly one. But more often than not, there's some deeper stuff going on in your heart You're struggling to keep your priorities and vision aligned with what the Lord is calling you to. Maybe you're struggling to know what the Lord is calling you to right now. You're trying to prove to yourself or to the world or to God that you can do all the things in hopes of getting more love, more recognition, you know, whatever it is. You see how complicated it can be? Anyways, back on track. In studying the Bible and learning more about the character of God, I've learned and believed that God is more concerned with your heart than anything. The greatest command is to love the Lord with all your heart. Heart is listed first, and your soul and mind and strength. In Proverbs, we read scriptures like, a peaceful heart brings life to the flesh in chapter 14, verse 30. And in chapter 4, verse 23, it says, keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the springs of life. In 1 Samuel 16, we read the story of Samuel anointing David, the smallest, youngest, and supposedly weakest of all of Jesse's sons. And verse 7 says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, for the Lord sees not as man sees. A man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. That being said, when your heart is right with God, pursuing God in all things when you are in relationship with God, it brings transformation And this transformation is, yes, in your heart, but also in your mind and your body. So next time you're finding yourself struggling with doing what you know you should be doing. Every time I say that phrase, I think of that passage in Romans 7. I don't have time to go there now, but you should go read it. Um, But yes, every time you find yourself struggling with the things you know you should be doing, Get before the Lord. Ask him to reveal to you what is really going on deep in your heart. Where is there some healing that needs to take place or some faulty thinking that needs redirected? This takes discipline to recognize when this is the problem. It takes discipline to slow down long enough to let God do his thing. But what you'll find in the end is a new understanding, a new motivation and appreciation for the things that you are doing to live this healthy and empowered life, and it's going to give you direction for how to keep going on your journey. Now, the third thing I want to talk about, the third lesson, is that accountability is key because what is done in secret holds so much more power over us than what is brought into the light and shared. When you're doing something you feel ashamed or guilty for, you likely won't share it freely with others, right? There are so many Bible references that come to mind for this, but let's just start in the beginning. In Genesis, in the Garden of Eden, after Adam and Eve sin, what's the first thing they do? They go and they hide when they hear God coming. But God knows it all and sees it all anyways. And he says in Romans 8, 1, that we don't have to live in condemnation anymore. We know that where there is light, darkness has to flee. We know that living in darkness is living apart from God in whom there is no darkness. We know the source, capital S, source of light and life. When you feel there are things that you are doing that you shouldn't be doing or that you're trying to keep secret or hidden, go to God first. You know, I said already that he is the one who truly knows you and can bring this health and healing. Let his life, his light, excuse me, shine in your darkness, in your darkest parts, because it's only with him that you'll overcome anything that you're struggling with anyways. That being said, Proverbs 28:13 says, whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. We are called to confess and be held accountable to our actions. What happens when we try to keep something inside is that it grows and consumes more and more of us. It's like if I tell you not to think about pink elephants, I'm guessing you all just pictured a pink elephant, huh? Anyways. The act of simply saying out loud to someone what you're struggling with, even just saying it out loud, starts to minimize the power and the hold that that thing has on your life. One of my favorite verses is Proverbs 18, 21, which says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat of its fruit. I've read this so many times and quoted it so many times, but I usually stop after the first part. However, that second part is just as important we get to choose how we use our tongue and in turn we will have the consequence of that choice so if we choose to speak death and that's the fruit that we'll produce and eat in our lives but if we choose to speak life then we'll reap the reward of that choice now that's kind of a side note that i just came across earlier this week and wanted to share but my point is that words are super powerful i mean i think too of all the times that jesus cast out demons with his words And not to mention God created everything by his word. Okay, I'll stop on that for now. I feel like you probably get the idea. So you figure out that you're doing these things that you feel like you shouldn't be doing, and you're really struggling to do the things you know you should be doing. Then you speak it out loud to someone that you trust. And when you let someone in on something, you can be held accountable, which is scary and helpful all at the same time, right? Right in hebrews 10 19 through 39 this is a great passage on this topic i'm just going to read verses 24 and 25 but i definitely recommend going and reading that entire passage Um, 24 and 25 say and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near so don't be in the habit of not meeting of not being around others allowing them to encourage you and you doing the same for them. The most important thing here is that you are open and honest and vulnerable with that safe person of your choosing, you know, about what's really going on. Because if you meet with someone, but you keep your shame hidden in the dark, that does you no good. I want to give you some personal examples of times when this lesson has been the hardest for me to live out. And some of these may sound really silly to you and others may hit home. My hope is that in my authenticity here, you can know that you aren't alone in whatever it is that you're struggling with right now. So some of my examples. I've waited until no one was looking to stuff my face with my kids' holiday candy in the pantry. I've even hidden the trash from it so that my husband won't find out. I've eaten a perfectly nutritious lunch or dinner and then gone straight to the kitchen to find all the desserts while no one was looking. I've sat in the bathroom and scrolled social media for way longer than is probably an acceptable amount of time to be in the bathroom. I've taken an extra shower at the end of the day just so I have a place to feel like I can cry alone and no one will know or judge me. And I'm sure there's many other things that I could list from even further back in my story, but the truth is that most of these has have happened not that long ago. But what I learned through each of them, each time I struggle with it, because I'm human and I still repeat my mistakes, is that as soon as I bring someone in on the struggle, as soon as I say it out loud, the healing begins. The accountability is hard, but staying alone in the struggle is harder, I promise. All right. so to recap, the three biggest lessons I've learned about what living a healthy life truly looks like. Number one, your healthy life is a journey that will have its ups and downs and new lessons and relearning old lessons and changes through different seasons of life and all the things. Seeking to grow first in my relationship with God and then continue growing into my healthiest self through it all is where I focus my goals and where you can too. Number two, Doing all the right things often won't solve the problem because the true problem lies way below the surface. Once we allow the the Lord to do some healing work or thought realigning in our hearts, then we can continue forward with the doing that we know to do. And number three, bring the struggle to light and let accountability help. You do not have to journey alone, you do not have to ask hard questions alone or struggle alone ever. If you feel alone today and you don't know who to turn to, send me a quick email. I'm here for you, and I would be happy to chat more about whatever is going on right now with you. For those that stuck around for this one, thank you. Truly, thank you for allowing me to share authentically with you about my story and in turn the wisdom that I've gained and continue to gain through it. I know that the Lord has a purpose for my life and everything I have gone through and will go through. And I know that he's called me to live in such a way as to share this all because what I have learned and gone through is for his glory. It's because of his grace and strength. And my prayer is that sharing it all with you will encourage you and build up your faith, ultimately leading you closer to God. I want to close with this passage in first Corinthians that always encourages me to keep going on my journey and in my purpose, even when it's hard, or I don't see where I'm going. It's chapter 9, verses 24 to 27. Do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we, an imperishable one. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, But I discipline my body and I keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Thanks for listening today. If you're loving what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes each week. And if you're not already a part of the Joyful Health for Christian Moms Facebook community, we'd love to have you. We aren't meant to do this thing alone, so come find the support and encouragement you need on your journey to healthy and empowered living. Also, if you're interested in working with me through my coaching program, you can book a free discovery call or email me to learn more. You'll find all the links to connect with me in the show notes. Until next time.